Welcome to This Is Nursing, a podcast about nurses by nurses. Let's get going. Welcome to This Is Nursing. It's a podcast about nurses by nurses, where we talk about their work and all the things that make their jobs exciting, complex, and unique. I'm Vicki, and I'm here with Tyler, a colleague and a pal. We'll be your host today as we explore the world of nursing. Today on our show, we're talking with Emmanuel Arsenault, wide receiver for the Edmonton Elks of the Canadian Football League. Emmanuel played college football at Alcorn State University. He signed as an undrafted free agent with the BC Lions of the CFL in 2009. And he's been a member of the Minnesota Vikings, Washington Redskins, New York Jets, Saskatchewan Roughriders, and Frisco Fighters. Welcome, Emmanuel. Um, first of all, uh, what are you going to go by today? Are you are are we calling you Emmanuel, or uh, is there something else you'd like to be called? Um, I guess we can go by Emmanuel since that's what's in the uh, intro. Sure. Not to confuse okay. people, so we'll just stick with Emmanuel. Yeah. Mr. Arsenal, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, people might be wondering uh, why why do we have an Edmonton Elk on a nursing podcast? That's pretty strange, but um, I think uh, maybe I'll just go back a little bit. Um, I met, strange, um, strange, and and awesome. And they might be wondering and, how how did we end up with an Edmonton Elk on our podcast, yes, right? Yeah, I mean we're we're uh, <laughs> making our way up in this world here. Uh, I met Emmanuel a couple of months ago, and we were chatting about um, health and sport and some of the parallels and. We just thought it would be a really fun idea to um, to have you on the podcast and uh, to talk about it so that everyone else can hear about it. And I think there are a lot of parallels. There um, are some really good themes that jump out um, in both, um, aside, aside from all of the sports analogies, which, you know, I, I don't have the terminology on the whole. Um, I'm not a huge sports person. If you don't know me, then that may come as a surprise to you. But I'm not a big sports girl. Although I really like watching um, football and I like watching soccer. I like watching pretty much all of it, golf, you name it. Uh, but we use some of these analogies in health, things like um, uh, game plan and, you know, the goalpost as like a, a marker of where we want to get to. We talk about tackling situations and dropping the ball and all of these silly things, but um, that's really, it's so much more uh, than that, that we're going to talk about today. Um, so thanks for being here, Emmanuel. No, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Do you want to give us a little bit of background um, on your life and how you arrived to this excellent podcast here today? <laughs> but no, like stated earlier, it listed um, far as where I played ball at, but for me, I was born and raised in Alexandria, Louisiana, it's central of the state, um, a small town, um, raised by a um, single mother, Sandra Arsenault. I have an older sister, Tina, and um, it was the two of us. But um, like anything in life, man, when faced with adversity or coming from a small town, you're already up against the odds. But the motto has always been find a way, not an excuse. So um, a lot of people ask me who's my hero, what famous people I looked up to. For me, it always been my mother. And uh, being a parent or a father now, I, I sit back and figure out how did she do it on her own? <laughs> as, as now that I'm um, a parent and raising two boys of my own, I have a five-year-old, which is Deuce Arsenault, my two-year-old, who is Elijah. Uh, my wife's name is Andrea. 
and I reside in Prosper, Texas, which is the North Dallas area. Um, and that's kind of kind of about me. But like you say, you know, when you're out and about or you throughout the city, um, you hold conversations or you meet people. And sometimes you're able to discuss different things or like what field or what area are they in in their career and who would have thought nursing and and football or anything could kind of go hand in hand, but not to jump ahead. But I look at it as, look, we put on a uniform, y'all put on a uniform. Mm-hmm. You know what? Our line of work, you know, is someone counting and depending on us for their livelihood. You put on your uniform and somebody that's depending on y'all 24-7. You know what? The hospital is your arena. Commonwealth or whatever team we play in is my arena. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that uniform comes on, that uniform comes off. But when we in the uniform or out of uniform, there's a life that's being affected or influenced, I would say. You know, we mm-hmm. all have the power influence, regardless if you know it or not. So it doesn't have to be sports where you have, you can only have a captain, a leader. That's in any workplace. You see what I'm saying? Like my man Tyler, he been in the game for a minute. He's a nat- <laughs> he would be considered he would be considered a veteran player right now. You know what? He's that veteran guy who you can depend on that's consistent, reliable, and will always get the job done. So other younger people coming into that field, he's they are already gonna be a mentee because he's gonna be placed as that mentor because that's who they're gonna ask questions to. That's who they're gonna call on, even if he don't know. They're going to figure, go to Tyler, because he's the veteran guy. So it's like a lot comes with the role, whether it's sports or corporate, when you've been there for a while. Because they figure, mm-hmm. you know what, knowledge. That's something you gain through experience. And, um, yeah, but that's me from Alexandria. Not to go ahead, because I know his question's coming. So I'll save my answers of those things for when those come. But, nah, I'm from Alexandria, Louisiana. And that started my journey up here to Canada, which started out west with the BC Lions, as you listed. Mm-hmm. Then I had a chance with the Minnesota Vikings, was with the Redskins, did some time with the Jets. Then when I made my way back to Canada in 2013, all the way up to 2018, I was with the BC Lions. And then in 19, I played with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and this thing called COVID hit. Then when 21 came, I did the Indoor Football League. That way it gave me an opportunity to have film and show people that I was still serious about the grind. And I was blessed with the opportunity in 2022 to get signed by the Edmonton Elks, which they ended up bringing me back for another year, which is why I'm here now for the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Emmanuel likes to uh, let me know when he's playing the Rough Riders and when he has beat them because he knows that I have a lot of family in Saskatchewan. <laughs> So, yeah. you, you know, it's a little it's a little uh, fun injection of fun into the um, our regular lives. Uh, I'm sure that they were happy to see you play there and happy to see their team play also. I mean, that's part of it. Right. It's just right. just to see yeah. you guys get out there. Uh, but, yeah, Tyler, I think um, on the topic of mentorship, y- you probably have been called upon without um really, you know, seeking out people to coach and mentor, uh, because this is uh, how it goes, as Emmanuel said, right? Yeah, I'm still a little bit, uh, take, uh, you know, Emmanuel Arsenault just called me a veteran, you know, and so I better call my, it's one of those days, I better call my mom after this, and this is a pretty big, because I was saying that, this is, I was thinking, maybe the third professional athlete I've 
Matt, okay, I said he was the first, but I didn't, so I don't mean to lie, didn't mean to lie to you. I thought more about <laughs> it. I, I met Dave yeah. Steeb, okay, and Pinball Clemens the same day, like June 7th, yeah. I think it was 1994 at a Challenge the Pros thing. So I was, I'm from Ontario, so I got to say, like, Edmonton Elks are nice, wonderful people, but I'm kind of an Argonauts, you know, legacy yeah, yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. right? But anyway, but it's anyway, so I just, this is just awesome to, uh, <laughs> to have you here and I'm just listening I could listen to you make those parallels between professional sports and and um and healthcare and nursing and yeah I think about mentorship and how important that is and what a role that must play uh, I know what, what a role and how important it is and how much of a better job we need to do in nursing about that and um and you know so much to learn from from you and from other professional athletes um yeah um and, well, and um, it's not just one, right? Like yeah. I think along the way, so you have some, you know, you, what what year did you start playing football? Like how old were you when you started uh, playing football? Man, it was probably like uh, middle school. So you're looking at sixth, seventh grade, kind of got into it and really didn't take it seriously till my senior year of high school. So I only played five high school games. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, because... Um, I was undersized my eighth grade year to my junior year, too small. And then mm -hmm. the opportunity of my senior year, the summer going into my senior year, I grew 12 inches. Like I wow. hit a growth spurt. Oh my so word. my first opportunity of being taken seriously came my senior year. And on my birthday in Wasserman, Louisiana, I actually broke my arm where I got screws in my wrist. So my first opportunity, man, at being involved and actually having a role in mattering, I've messed around and broke my forearm. So that's why I was mm -hmm. only blessed with the opportunity to play five high school games. But I was able to um, receive a full scholarship to Alcorn State off of those five games that I played. Wow. So, yeah, it was a tricky one um, when you look at my football career because a lot of people would be like, I bet you was highly recruited. You know what, you have all these accolades. You must have been a stud, you know, to play 14 years. I can just imagine how awesome your high school and collegiate career was. But it was complete opposite. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, nah, it was a journey. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and so, yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's an incredible story. I think a lot of kids work really hard in junior high and high school to, um, you know, make uh, to give it their best shot at um at growing that opportunity that potential um to you know play football um as a profession but you just started kind of late in the game but yeah just um also you know interested to know who was uh your coach at that time or like when did you first encounter someone who was a a coach was, that was more than a coach someone who was, really uh, yeah. It was that it was it was the coach that I got my senior year, Jules Sullen. Um, he came from Lake Charles, Louisiana. We still keep in touch to this day, and it's crazy that now when we talk, I give him advice. The one guy that gave me my very first opportunity and taught me what it was to go from this young boy to this young man, and looking at where I'm at, the stage of my life now, he left a impact, man, and made an impression that I think that'll be there till I was till I leave this earth, but it was Jules Sullen at the high school level. Then when I got to college, Coach John McKenzie, that was my offensive coordinator. 
Man, mm-hmm. he was a powerful guy. Then when I got to um, the CFL, I had Wally Bono of BC Lions. You know, he's a um, well-known coach throughout the CFL. And my time in the NFL was a, my receiver coach by the name of um, George Stewart. And, and the biggest thing about these guys, man, it was bigger than the game of football because the one thing that we talked was life. And, you know, yeah. um, the other coaches I probably had along the way, they were still good people. But I know from like you saying that mentor aspect, that uncle, that type grandfather type vibe and you knew that they wanted what was best for you on and off the field type mm-hmm. people. And we still have a relationship till this day. Might not talk every day, but when you pick up the phone, text, or make a call, it was just as if you talked yesterday. So now nah, those four or five guys that I listed, man, I think got me to where I'm at, like right now and still to this day, whether I'm having to make a life decision on something far as parenting or what I want to buy or decide to do or if I'm in the middle of practice or having a week my body banged up and not feeling the best I just know it's some type of quote something that they would say or something they would do that would trigger me to know like hey man you got to keep going and I think that's why those guys were so influential in my life up to this point where I'm at now. I think that's such an important message like you know when we talk you know about um you know trying to recruit people and encourage people to to be mentors or to be you know support others you know in, in this profession which can be difficult you know um and that's just that it they people don't i don't think give enough realize enough just the impact that you have on somebody else's life right like you just listening to you rhyme off all these people from your very exceptional life that you still can think you still think about and what they did for you along the way and just a little bit of words and encouragement and support when you need it most is is more important than you know nearly anything else yeah Yeah, and a lot of times i think man when it comes to the whole mentor aspect the biggest thing i think i know for a man is to ask for help or to seek help and it might be vice versa for women as, you know, for women as well. I don't know how they operate, but I know speaking from a man's point of view. <laughs> a lot we of like times, a community. You know, we like a big <laughs> network of people that we can. I mean, that's what we, there's all those memes about ladies nights and stuff, you know, right, and right. Yeah, sewing yeah, circles but, and whatever else not to go too antiquated with it. But yeah. Yeah, see, but you're right. Men don't do that so much. Right, yeah, Men don't do that. Women can have one conversation and. 10 minutes later, hey, I just go and meet up with my new girlfriend, y'all girlfriends and best buds after five minute convo. But for <laughs> men, it's different. You got to observe, see what this person about, get a feel for them, where they hard at, what's their intention, what's their motives. So a lot of times dealing with males, man, and I know coming from the inner city, you know, with my upbringing, a lot of times you watch how a person operate on a day to day basis to be like, you know what? It's something about that person. I like how they do this. I like how they do that. Other than thinking, um, having someone telling you what to do, how to do it. I know for males, sometimes it's like that whole you seek and observe, and then that brings about the conversation, then the advice piece, then the pointers mm-hmm. that you can give. But um, and I think that's what I see a lot of times, like me being a veteran guy in the locker room now. A person will start a conversation, 
but you can tell based off the question that what they ask and is the help that they might need. Cause it's like, what would you do Tyler? If mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. like, nah, bro, like just ask what it is. You yeah. ask. Like, <laughs> I got, I have this friend yeah. <laughs> that has this problem that I'd really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, then the conversation get to going, but it's just like, it's a whole making a person feel safe, feel comfortable. It's the biggest thing. And I think that's why with everything, it starts with a relationship yeah. where there is no relationship. Basically, there's really no communication. And without right. the communication, you can't have a relationship. Right. And, um, and I think a lot of people overlook that aspect that there has to be communication. I don't care what yeah. field it is, what's going on. There's yeah. no communication. There's no relationship. So it's right. hard to have one without the other. And how do you manage that? Like when the stakes are higher, right? Like both in health and in sport, um, there are times where um, the outcome is more tenuous. So you're just, um, you know, you feel more pressure and um, you also feel as a professional, you kind of should know, right? Like um, nurses, I would say in scenarios, we have been trained, especially in the last, you know, 10, 15 years to be more collaborative and to ask each other, um, you know, what they would do and how to manage things and and bring people in at the time that they need to bring them in, whether it's, you know, um, allied health, so like physio OT or a physician or whoever. But I think that's still it's it's a pervasive thing with probably all professions, but um, in health as well, that like I should know because I'm I'm the nurse and I've gone through school and I should know. And you probably should know, um, you know, if if um you're feeling like uh, you're in a real crunch. Uh, again, my sports terminology is failing me, but like if you are, uh, you're working with, a, um, you know, a teammate that you know is not performing, but you know they can, right. and they're probably yeah. feeling really down on themselves. Like I should know how to do this. I should be bringing my my A game, but I'm not. Um, how do you bridge that gap? Because that's kind of really where that mentorship piece can happen. And it's not just telling someone how to do things. It's like, like you said, making the safe space. Yeah, but a lot of times is you don't know what you don't know. And I realized that what you think a person should know, they probably have no idea. And then sometimes like bringing about that conversation starts, is there a relationship? Do I communicate with this person? And if I don't, and I see that scenario, who does this person kind of relate to more than me to kind of, mm. you know what I'm saying? To, to be able to, to bridge that gap. And a lot of times uh, what we do is as an individual, it's hard to feel that it has that team vibe and feel like we want to be a team, but it's based off a bunch of individuals. And a lot of times you have to form some sort of relationship with these people that even gives you the right to talk to them or even mm. offer some advice. Because it's like, man, what Vicky want to talk to me for? She ain't said nothing to me all year long. Or da, da, da. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you ask this other nurse, good morning, how things going? They remember that. So right. now if it's something that you catching um, to help them, I think they understand it. And a lot of times, man, you have to be where your feet are. And I think that's one thing that get overlooked because we all deal with stuff in our personal lives. Everything's going on outside the field. Things going on outside the the hospital, but you can't bring home to work and you can't bring work to home. So it's all about being able to um, disconnect so you can reconnect 
in that aspect. But a lot of it just starts with, like you say, you have to have that relationship, I think, before mm-hmm. you um, even was to approach someone. And a lot of times y'all might share a mutual friend. So when you talk with their friend, you might have a concern. They're more comfortable speaking with that person because that's where the relationship is at. But a lot of times, man, we have these team oriented goals that's based off a bunch of individuals. It's like, hey, we got 50 independent contractors, but the team goal is this. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can we have everyone on the same accord with the same agendas, which don't always work like that, but it's finding a way to get everyone to mesh and collab. Cause at the end of the day, things going good. We went in on the field. We have more healthy people. We have more ideas that's coming into the nursing world that makes everything more efficient. Everybody wins. Yeah. And that's the vision you want everybody to see. Like we want this thing to flow smooth and be like this fine-tuned machine to where there is everything is efficient. We don't want to have something happen. Now we got to take two steps back. Okay, we had a hiccup. Get over it. Let's move forward. But it's getting a bunch of individuals to have those like like-minded individuals as a whole. But it's kind of hard because everything is team, family. But it's based off a bunch of individuals. You see what yeah. I'm saying? That's not the furthest thing away from a team and family because at the end of the day we go our separate ways you know what i'm saying but the biggest thing about being where your feet are i think can help a lot of people because regardless of what you're going through you got to find a way to be able to manage and thrive in chaos and i don't care what your career is things gonna get chaotic it's gonna get hard and adversity gonna hit so that's when you got to find a way for you to remain calm for you to learn how to deal with stress you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that, that'd be the hard part uh, with this whole team approach is just having each individual, you know what I'm saying, being on the same page. But as they see it, when you have pillars in place or you have an expectation or some mantra that's in place for this is how we operate, the culture take care of itself. And, and yeah. that's the biggest thing. And, and that's just really having structure. And I think that's the key to anything. You need some structure because if not, things can get out of hand. That's probably, I mean, I think that's for everybody that's listening. I think that resonates so much with people and cult, your comments about culture bang on. And, and like, be, you know, like, I think there are some wonderfully high functioning teams in HS and I've been a part of some, and there's been others where it absolutely it, fe- it might look like we're all on the same field on the same team doing the same thing but it's really you're you're got it like it's really a bunch of individuals kind of doing their own thing and you know when you how you go from not so good to good to good to great is just like you say like being you need to call and find what is that common goal how do we support each other how do we work together as a team and work you know culture needs to be important to everybody and things get so much better right um I had a question. That's amazing. And um, question for you. Sometimes, like, it's a little bit on that online, same line, um, and how we um, take care of ourselves and each other. And I think, you know, if nurses, because you as a professional athlete, looking after your your mental wellness and 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 toughness, and your and also your physical, of course, is yeah. everything, right? And I think, you know, I think it's not. It's as important for 
health professionals and nurses, but we don't, I don't know that we think about it nearly as much at the same way. So like, I don't know what would be some thoughts about how you, how you commit to that and how you prioritize that, you know, as a, to do your work. That we... <laughs> yeah, man, that that's actually a learned skill. That's something right. you have to learn and take time. You don't wake up tomorrow and say, Hey, I'm mentally tough. Y'all I can deal yeah. with anything. <laughs> right. I don't have no issues. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, I would be lying to you if I tell you that's how I work. But as you deal with the day to day adversities and think about life, things that occur in life, you kind of figure out that at, at, at this level of life, your peace of mind and your energy is everything. So you got to find ways to pr protect your own little vibe and find yeah. little safe places and actually time for yourself. And it's just like that. Um, you, you pour into others so much and you just give, 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 give. At some point you have to receive. And like you say, it's kind of hard to pour from the empty cup and pouring from that empty cup is not taking into consideration your own mental health and your well-being and self-care. So before I can pour into anyone else, I got to make sure that I'm either receiving it or I'm taking time to continue to basically reconnect with me and, um, and, it, and in our fields, man, with that uniform on, that's the last thing you're thinking about. Because I know in football, my only concern is making sure my brother on the side of me can depend on me. In y'all uniform, it's like, okay, I have a, an individual that's dependent on me to make sure, you know, they life in good hands, you see. So, mm -hmm. and you don't have time to think about that if you constantly going. Because I know in the medical world, y'all probably can work long hours, you there late night, early mornings type situations to where it's kind of hard to have that balance or being someone that's on call, boom, I got to go in. I got to take care of that. But it's just always finding time for yourself and, and just understanding your job or title is your occupation and it's not who you are. And it's very mm -hmm. easy to get caught up in the title that, hey, I'm a football player. That's all yeah. I am. Then you take that away from me and it's like, what do I have and what do I got? Because mm -hmm. it kind of creates like, we creatures of habits and it's like the routine. I wake up 4.30 in the morning, go into the office, I'm gonna deal with that, do this, boom, boom, boom. I'm gonna do it tomorrow, I'm gonna do it the next day. And it's kind of like, it's just a program. It's just a routine. Like you, you start checking the boxes, you see what I'm saying? And, and the, when doing that, you forget about self. Cause you figure, look, I got to provide, I got a family to feed. I might have a mortgage. You got whatever it is financially you have to take care of. So you feel as if you obligated to do whatever that is. But I think sometimes you got to sit back and realize, man, I get to do this. I don't have to. Right. You mm -hmm. know what? And be like, like, I get to do this. I don't have to, which is a blessing, yeah. you know, it's a privilege, but it's really making that time for self. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And sometimes with the mental health side, people cope with it different ways, mm -hmm. you know, and that's probably one of the biggest factors of knowing how some people cope and deal with it because some ways can be harmful than others. Yeah. And that's when you know what, if you have contact with somebody and just noticing something different or like, Hey, it's not normal. It's okay to receive help. And I think some people don't know that it's okay not to be okay right. and that's the thing it is okay to not be okay and we're so concerned with with, with being judged and and the label society places on you because due to your success people figure you should operate a certain way 
you know, mm-hmm. where like, hey, Tyler, you've been in this thing 20 plus years. You shouldn't have a day where you drain or you don't have any energy. You know what? Your life perfect. Might be the 4.30 a.m. start. I'm just going to throw that out there because I think maybe. <laughs> man, man, you know what's that. crazy? You know what's crazy? When the pandemic hit and um, and I knew I had an opportunity to play football in 2022. So for my son to get dropped off at the learning experience was like at six in the morning. So for me to start my day and I knew that I had people to train, I woke up every day at like 3.50. Four o'clock in 2022. So that by six in the morning, I had completed my whole entire day. So that four in the morning wake up, I actually had to do that for what three months. And it was. I mean, yeah, no wonder you needed that gratitude mindset. I get to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's (laughs) like people complain about things, but it can always be worse. You see what I'm saying? So what's me? We all had the same 24 hours in a day. Now it's what you do with your 24. Do I want to stretch mine out or do I want to get my day started right now? So Mm -hmm. my four o'clock to six o'clock, I'm done for the rest of the entire day. Now, let me see how I'm going to feel the rest of my 24. You see what I'm saying? So a lot Mm -hmm. of people say, I wish I had more hours in a day. Well, if you did, what would you do differently? Or they say it's not enough time in a day. Well, go look at your planner and map out from the time you wake up and the time you go to sleep. So you're either going to wake up earlier or you're going to stay up later. I know I can't stay up late at night, so I'm going to wake up earlier. I don't mind being in bed at 8 o'clock, 8.30. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So it's really about um, priorities. That's yeah. what it falls mm-hmm. into, the line. The line, okay, I'm going to prioritize this, boom, 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 this way. But it's like, like you say, them 24 hours don't change. But it's like what you do within those 24 to be, to basically have you a nice, efficient day that works for you. And for mm-hmm. me, that worked for me. Everybody else might not can work at no 3.50 in the morning, wake up. But I know <laughs> yeah. for me, I was comfortable with it. So, yeah. and I had to find a way, not an excuse. If I'm going to get in shape and want to be taken seriously, when I show up to Edmonton for training camp, this is what I have to do. So it was one of those ones that, that put me in the best position to be successful when I came out here to camp to compete for a spot on the roster, which paid mm-hmm. off. So, hmm yeah. Yeah. No, we're glad that it did. And then I guess during the course of your day, if you know that you're going to have a burst of energy output at some point, you're going to plan for taking care of yourself in a different way throughout the day, yes. like you're saying, and really focusing on uh, restorative actions at some point. Right. Like when is the yeah, restorative you, part of your day? <laughs> man, man, you got to. That's like now, you know, football is a physical sport. It requires you getting hit. <laughs> play after play so is it important to you to get in a hot tub the ice bath get treatment come home get off your feet or you're going to be one of those athletes that say hey you know what let me get out let me go cruise white ave let me go walk the fraser valley let me be on jasper on my feet all day and just doing the things that's fun for right now because i'm not thinking bigger picture you know what i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. work this 12 to 16 hour shift then I think I'm going to go have me a drink, a few cocktails, and I'm just going to kick it knowing I got to be right back at work. So you see yeah. what I'm saying? Or it's yeah. like, okay, you know what? I need to get this rest in. I need to prepare these lunches. I might need to do X, Y, and Z. I got this amount of time for them errands. Then I know that I can rest up. So it's all about a matter of like, what's, what's, what's your priorities at that time? wherever you at in your life at the moment. You see what I'm saying? And as a younger employee just coming in 
you enjoying the fun. You 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 make your money. You got your first salary. You're on your own. You're doing things. You're figuring out what it is to be an adult. Now that you understand, you know it's year two, year three, high work. It starts. It's a little different now. You know what? My hangout is gonna be once or twice a week. I'm not gonna stay up as late. You know mm-hmm. what? Now I have to basically budget because I have a list of the non-negotiable bills that come out every month, things that I have to do. So it's kind of like life has a way of humbling you. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you see that coming, it's best that you get things under control because I would hate for anyone's career to be taken away from them. And like in sports, injuries occur. You can get released. They cut at any time. There's no two-week notice. You get a tap on the shoulder. Hey, go see the trainer and you're gone. So You'll it's have like, time for those cocktails later, Tyler. That's what he's saying. Look, look, look <laughs> in, the, in the sports world, that's going to be that. They tell you the nightlife and everything is going to be there forever, but your opportunity won't. But sometimes okay, so, so no more partying, Tyler. Okay. Yeah, chill out. Right, look, look, Noted. He can party. Look, tell him he can have fun. That's why you do what you do, man. Enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> want to enjoy what it is you're doing that way. That's good for your mental health. You can't yeah. be around. You can't enjoy something and feel miserable at the same time. Absolutely. It's impossible. The two That's do true. not go together. So you got to find true. joy and happiness in what it is you're doing, or you just basically you're doing the wrong thing if That's you really don't true. enjoy it. Yeah. But it's a balance. Find the balance that works for you. Because I might can go out four nights out of the week and still function at a high level. Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, you don't want you don't want non-work stuff to affect your work stuff. That's the way I put it. Don't let non-work affect your work to where now you're going to be out of work because of the non-work stuff got in the way. <laughs> That's good advice. That's really good. I, I love it. Um, so it's got me thinking, you know, not that we, not that you're going anywhere and the elk certainly don't want you to go anywhere, but what, you know, I think about sometimes the path not taken or what, what am I going to do with the rest, you know, of the time that I got, you know, um, so what, when you're post football, like say, like for, as an example, you know, I used to want to be a professional athlete, but it turned out I didn't have any skill or aptitude or, you know, effort or discipline. <laughs> So yeah. I had to do something else, but nursing turned out to be pretty good. So, He's but what, really good with the guitar by a campfire, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I can hold my own there. But um, yeah, like what, you know, what would be the path? And I think I have some ideas based on the work that you're doing and have done. Like, yeah. what's what's post football look like for you? Like, we're also recruiting at AHS. Like, we can, nursing, don't look, don't man, give up on it just yet. The idea. Man, you know what's crazy? <laughs> um, nah, no lie. When I I know for me, post-football, you think about that every day. I know for me, um, you're constantly thinking about what you're going to do next, but you're still in the moment. And, like, for me, I like working with youth. I like working with people. And it was crazy because I was talking to the quarterback yesterday, and I was like, man, you know what's wild is being, like, a consultant. Like, like you hear a lot of jobs bringing in these people that's a, con- a consultant, which basically makes them an independent contractor, and they basically don't belong to anyone. It's like they're their own person, but they can consult for whoever they're consulting for, but still not mm-hmm. part of, like, whatever that name and title is. Because I was like, you mean to tell me advice and knowledge on something? People having careers off of that, just, mm-hmm. like, it's like, hey, man, you know what? I'm Tyler. I've been in the nursing field 20 plus years. I think, you know what? I'm not going to quite retire. It's going to be a soft retirement, but I'm just going to consult now. 
And it's like, people going to seek you for advice, pointers, how you feel about something. And it's like, it's keeping You'll you You'll probably be busier game. than ever. Yeah. You're going like, to be so like, busy. Like, but it's like, that's something that I honestly had thought about, like on a sports side. But I know for me, man, it's like the coaching. Um, I would like to get into coaching. Mm -hmm. um, it's just depending at what level I would like to do it. But um, that's something that I thought about. And every off season, I kind of work in towards what I feel my purpose is, is to give back, mentor, and bridge this gap, man, and giving these folks confidence. So each off season, I operate mm -hmm. in that. So it ain't like I've been a football player for 14 years and cold turkey, I got to step in the real sure. world. Yeah. I've been balancing my outside of football life the past 14 years as well. So right. for me, once it's time to be done, you know what? I'm going to walk into this here, you know, chest held high, chest out, head held high, because I'm confident in the next move I'm going to do. And I have that mentality to be part of 1%. I want to be the best yeah. at it. But I also thought about learning about, you know, what stocks and real estate investment, things of that sort, you know, creating that residual income and doing something that don't require too much manual labor. Because once you've right. been hitting folks and doing so yeah. much, it's like, what can I do where my body is not being yeah. affected physically, you know? So yeah. it's different things like that that I thought about. But um, that consultant thing kind of crossed my mind yesterday. When I was at the facility, just thinking, like, like it's just crazy because it's like it's needed at all levels of life in any kind of corporate world, or anything Absolutely. that's going on. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like um, it would be nice to get into that, man, and just um, thought about speaking, doing things too, at a HR level, going into different places. Oh, football allowed me to talk at um, like talk to workers, whether it was farming people in different fields that had nothing to do with football, but everyone deals with adversity. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, so it's been, it's been a couple things that I didn't just thought about that I just have to put into motion, but it, it's in my email. Cause You're I put doing everything it. in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I'm kind of living it now, but I just know on the full spectrum, like when it's rolling and football is done and I have the time, um, that's kind of what I want to dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those soft skills, like you said, like they're, that's what we call them in the nursing world. I don't know if they, you know, maybe it is just coaching and mentoring, but those are, you can apply them almost anywhere. I mean, wherever people work, wherever there are teams, there's going to be a need for people to understand how that team functions and understand what it takes to come to work and give your best. And so I have no doubt that you will do very well with that. Um, I also wanted to mention that a friend of mine who is a writer has a sports therapist for um, helping her work through her writing challenges, which I think is really cool because you can apply yeah. those principles and lessons. It's all about grit. It's about um, perspective, point of view, um, how you approach work. Your just like you said, your routine um, and how you produce as a result of all of those things. And so, um, yeah, I absolutely have no doubt that you have a long career with, um, you know, in football and then post football era, you know, doing coaching, mentoring. And like Tyler said, if you want to come work at AHS, yeah. <laughs> but I do, work. I mean, that's yeah. what we're working on, right? Is like supporting yeah. new nurses, supporting mid-level nurses who are kind of like, okay, maybe I want to make a transition, but I'm not sure how to do that. I don't know what's available to me. 
what are the skills that I can um, kind of further develop to help those on my team or to build out other teams. And we see it all the time that a nurse will go from being a frontline nurse, taking care of patients to then becoming a unit manager or a clinical nurse educator where they're looking after a team and looking after unit and other people's needs. And then they kind of grow themselves. But it is a bit hit or miss sometimes depending on where you're located and whether you yeah. encounter someone, just like you're saying at the beginning of this uh, podcast, you know, you, you can encounter a coach or you can encounter a mentor and not everybody um, is so fortunate to encounter mentors along the way. So how can we at AHS grow the skills of our nurses so we can have more mentors um, throughout the organization, but also, you know, support people to navigate those kind of the pivotal points in their career where they're like, I don't know really where to take this, but I know I want more. I'm hungry. There's something that, um, you know, I need to feed my career and feed my my passion a little bit more. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that's big. And I think a lot of times people have to know that it's okay to actually want more and to have a yeah. boss or someone on your team to encourage you to do better, be better, and want to be better. Like, man, if I'm a coach, my position coaches, I hope one day all of you can be head coaches. I'm not hiring you just to be this team member. I want you to be this team leader and understanding that it's okay to be happy for others' success. And a lot of times, you know, that's what a lot of people struggle with. That's why people don't like to have a work ethic second to none because they got to deal with why she works so hard, why he's not taking any breaks, why he doing this or that. So you find times people will slack off just so they're not being judged as this overachiever. But what being an underachiever going to get you in life? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, it's okay. Like, nah, we challenging one another. You know what? Just like with sports in general, you have five catches. I need six. You graded out at a 90. I want to grade out at a 95. So it's competition that's going to only make the team better. You know what I'm saying? And it's nurses being on top of their game is going to make whatever that facility is better. You know what? We're going to have better scores. We're going to have better grades. You know what? Our service is going to increase and be better because now everybody's on top of their game, not just trying to outdo the next person, but it's that competition that I have to find something to keep me engaged and locked in that's going to constantly challenge me. You see what I'm saying? So you never reach a point where you didn't arrive. You know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't arrive. That's it. I'm not doing more. You know, yeah, right. time's changing. Everyone's having to adapt and adjust on the go. What might have been the prerequisite when y'all got in is no longer that anymore. Continuing education then changed up a little bit. Like everything's evolving and you have to be able to adapt and adjust, but people have to understand that there's no shame in having a work ethic second to none and basically putting your best work out there consistently. That's amazing. This has been, I mean, I think that's another great message. I sure hope, you know, I know that I'm confident that this, you know, lots of folks are gonna listen and benefit from this. podcast i know i am certainly because i mean like again um you know that's a good message to get out there it's okay to be great at what you do and sometimes it feels like you know uh it, it's for whatever reason it, it's not it's not and it is it's okay to be to, to pursue you know that and uh, be proud of that 
and I know that um, anyway. So we're not used to it in healthcare, though, right? We're not we're not used to bragging. We're not used right. to um, right. It's uh, it's a little different than some other industries. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, I met uh, Emmanuel. I just want to. Um, I know we could talk for like ages, and perhaps we should just have <laughs> you back. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I want to ask you if you could share a message with the nurses of AHS uh, about um, maybe it's about health or mentorship or whatever the case, what would you say to them? Oh, we, man. Um, well, it's about health, mentorship. Man, I know one is just be you, be comfortable in your skin, and really to always believe in yourself. Because it doesn't matter how good of a nurse that I tell you you are, if you don't believe it, it don't mean anything. I know a lot of times it starts with that person believing in themselves. And like people see me as this professional athlete, but if I don't have the confidence and know that all the articles, the write-ups, the accolades mean anything because it's useless if I don't have that belief in self. And I know with a task, the pressures that y'all under, sometimes that shifts. It's okay. I done lost my confidence at moments. Then I had to check back in. I didn't feel sorry for myself, then I had to check back in. Body might not have been feeling good, but I had to check back in. But that goes back to in the beginning, that it's okay to not be okay. But the mm -hmm. thing is being able to accept that and understand when you're not at that point or when things going on. And I had read something the other day that kind of tied into structure, because it had said it went into the point of saying, um, it said a wasted minute could turn into a wasted day. A wasted day could turn into a wasted hour. A wasted hour, no, no, I say a wasted minute could turn into a wasted hour. A wasted hour could turn into a wasted day. A wasted day could turn into a wasted week. A wasted week could turn into a wasted month. And a wasted month could turn into a wasted year. Where there's no structure, things spiral out of control. So now it's having that sense of urgency, not being in a rush, but knowing that you have to take care of your business. And a lot of times we try to put off things tomorrow, what we can do today. And it's just knowing that, man, and whether it's the nursing field, like you said, I think a lot of it starts with the self-belief, having that confidence, trusting your gut instinct, and also knowing that hard works works and really just know you get to do whatever it is you're doing. You don't have to. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. Man, I got to go to work. No, you don't. <laughs> you get to. <laughs> yeah. And that's your catchphrase, isn't it? Hard work yep. works. Yep. Hard work works. And at the moment, it might not seem like it, but if you stick through, trust the process, you know what? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So uh, I truly believe that because I'm a, what they say, I'm living proof, uh, walking testimony that it does work and you're not a product of your environment. You're a product of the decisions that you choose to make because every choice comes with a consequence. So it's not about your upbringing, where you at or how you start. It's all about how you finish, but you have the power to decide what it is you're going to be and what you want to be at the end of the day. I think Tyler's yeah. a little, a little bit. Uh, he's got the. Um, you're yeah. in awe, hey. I am. I totally am, and it's just uh, I can't. I just love, uh, you know, 
and uh, and really appreciate the, your thoughts and wisdom and comments and remarks. You know, like I just felt like uh, you know really and just needed to hear all of that today. So I really thank yeah. you for joining our yeah. podcast. I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Really um, sage me. words. Yeah, we're yeah. so grateful that you could be here. And, uh, you know, if we need to hit you up for another podcast, maybe you'll join us again in future. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, let me know, yeah. man. Look, my line's always open. And anyway, man, I can, you never know, some questions somebody might have or something they don't want to talk about, or maybe they took something from this podcast or some of these words could have been of encouragement to somebody. So that's the whole point of this at the end of the day, man, how many lives we can touch, impact, inspire, have some type of effect on. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here and uh, tune in yep. folks for another podcast in the near future here. And uh, yep. we'll talk to you soon. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks everyone. Thanks for stopping by. You can find us at AHS Podcast. Please, please subscribe. Musical introduction is thanks to Yes Nice. You can find them on Apple Music, iTunes, and Spotify. See you next time.